1: in my world because i just witnessed something last night that six months ago i didn't think was even possible obviously we'll get to that momentarily but before we do greetings and salutations ladies and gentlemen welcome back to three man weave three man weave is brought to you by the good folks at chair Shot radio network in conjunction with
2: the chair always use your
0: head
1: Use your heads and show your boys and gals some love for your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. So make sure you go to ProWrestingTees.com forward slash shot and pick up an official ChairShot t-shirt to show us your love and to make sure we can keep providing that content that we you've grown to love us for. We've got t-shirts for everybody. Jesus did the job hashtag journalism doesn't just have to be wrestling i'm pretty sick and tired of journalism period as a medium right now and you probably feel the same because you are smarter than the average fan save tag team wrestling and many many other cool designs we've got cool designs with just the chair shot name on there just pick one of those up and rock it around the house or rock it out when you go to pump your gas with your mask have a little flair and take it there by going to com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official ChairShot t-shirt. And you know something? If you type in the promo code Valentine's Day, something might happen. Something might happen. Even if it doesn't, it's 20 bucks. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, please. And thank you, thank you. And please remember the chairshot.com. We are not just a website. We're a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by my esteemed panel, the commissioner of PC Tunney, and ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and show your love for the illustrious Mr. Ray Cash. Well, let me tell you something, brother.
2: <laughs> he's staying <laughs> in Tampa now, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: He's well, he's somewhere. Stays. stays... He's... Oh, oh, oh! I'm... Yeah, you're right. I think he is in Tampa. He's got a, his own beach or some some goofy shit like that. Shout out to hey. uh, uh, not Deadspin. What's the parent company? Walker. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that gawker
2: money run long, big dog yeah, man. Um, Gentlemen, it's uh, good to see you, good to speak with you It is going to be a fun show because we got started already Before we ever started recording, so this is going to be fun
3: Yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm up for this today, I'm very hungover It was I had a very fun evening last night Before we get into it though, I saved this story for you guys You guys both play cards here and there, right, over time A little poker, a little whatever Mm-hmm. So we had four of us guys hanging out a- at halftime. We're like, get the fucking cards out. It's been forever. Let's go. <laughs> Cause we're going to wait till after the game. <laughs> so we would play, you know, dealer would call, like hold them and it would go around the table and the next guy would call something, but you could call weird stuff if you wanted to. So now we've been playing probably for three, three and a half hours. And I call between the sheets, just a dollar ante from everybody. Mm-hmm. Two hours later, there's $3,000 in the middle of the table. It was the craziest game of a between the sheets I've ever seen. I was dealing it, and we played double-triple. So if you're outside the numbers, it's double. If you're on the number, it's triple. And it just got out of hand. I think somebody ended up lost, losing about 400 bucks <laughs> in all. Mm. Yeah, but it was crazy, man, just sitting there flipping them cards like holy shit. So that was my night. I thought I'd get that story out there real quick for you. But, yeah, we can talk sports now.
1: See, my issue with gambling with other people is that once you win – it's time to walk away But you can't do that Basically you might fuck around and get your ass kicked Or even killed if you tried to do that You know what I mean It, it never turns out well does it No oh, it never turns out well Shout out to my great grandfather Charlie Coker That's how he got up out of here Oh man yeah, that took a turn it, No I didn't mean it to I'm just pointing <laughs> out uh, the validity of which I speak <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rest in peace uh, Grandpa Charlie yeah, I, you know, I uh, I've never in a personal setting had that much money on the table. I mean, a couple hundred, but that like, if you find me over a couple hundred dollars, then you can have it. You need it clearly, like you know. Uh, but so I've never been in that predicament. But you know, like actual betting, like at a casino, no, they they
3: strapped. They ready for that. And at at at, at any given time, the most money I had in, after a dollar annie, mind you was there was about 200 of my dollars in there at one point but by the end of the by the end of that game and by the end of the evening i ended up with all of that winning a grand total of 20 dollars. let's go just like the people who bet on kansas city they down ben how about them two guys the one bet 3.4 and the other guy bet 2.2 and they both won them bets
1: well you you were kind of stepping on where i was going sorry about that's all right can i say it now and then we can get to it So, you know, it's funny. So we talked about the guy that bet the 2.4 last week before we recorded, and I was saying that kind of lets me know that probably he knows something that we don't. And then Ray's boy, Mattress Mac, Houston legend, if you don't know, you don't know. You better ask somebody.
2: One of the most amazingly sweet humans in the world. You can go to his shop right now. He's sitting in there, and he'll talk to you for 20 minutes. No exaggeration
1: that's a shoot too because remember when all that shit went down when they had the hurricane in Houston a couple years ago and Joel Osteen made up some bullshit about not letting people in the church Mattress Mac opened his doors and let people in to to find solace and shelter a legitimate amazing human being I've never heard anybody speak a bad word about Mattress Mac period but this melon farmer put up what did you say Tony what was it 3.6 3.4 3.4 going towards Tampa so I'm going to break kayfabe here uh, we recorded I know you guys heard us on Saturday morning or heard me specifically on Saturday morning on Cheshire Radio uh, confidently picking the Chiefs in this now breaking Fabe, we recorded that shit on Wednesday I, and I was still fairly confident that Mahomie and them was going to pull it out now as the week went on about Friday and Saturday I had a few people come to me and they were asking me my thoughts on the game and I, I told them flat out I said you know what I'm starting to feel PTSD right now. This is feeling a lot like uh, Carolina versus Denver. And I I took a bath on that because I listened to Jason Whitlock and he said that was going to be our reparations. And, Ray, I know there's no reason to listen to Jason Whitlock about anything that has nothing to do with pastries, okay? I get it. But I was getting those vibes again. I was getting the same type of vibes. And I told anybody that asked me, I said, yo, stay away from this game. Stay away. And, of course, they didn't and we know how it turned out.
2: And and shout-out to Mattress Mac, too, because all those years he got screwed over by the Astros, he deserved a win. Because, you know, he put all that money on the Astros, and then they gave up a 3-1 lead or whatever it was in, in, in the um, – or 2-1 lead or whatever it was in the uh, World Series a couple years ago. Yeah, I'm glad my man finally got back over. Because, like, he does – so every year, if you don't know, um, he does some type of thing with betting. But when the Astros were good and in the World Series – what he do is, at a certain period of time, if you if you buy um, anything from a shop to a certain amount of money, so, like, say if you buy $80,000 worth of stuff, I'm just being off the top of the head. That may not be it. Um, if the Astros win the, the World Series, you ain't got to pay. Or if the Astros win the World Series, you got to pay, but some, whatever it is, but something like that. He got screwed over two years in a row. <laughs> so, like... Mm. I'm happy my boy got over because he's, when I say, when I say, and again, I know this is a shoot, this isn't the Mattress Mac podcast, clearly. He is one of the most amazing human beings you'll ever meet. I got homeboys that's worked for him and he's changed their lives, not just from a work standpoint, but personally. I've met him numerous times. He done been by the house dropping off stuff. Yes, the millionaire will ride in the truck and drop off stuff when you buy from him. Like, he is that kind of dude. So shout out to Mattress Mac.
1: Yeah, I can't say I couldn't say that any better. And I mean he's case in point that when you put good out into the world, good back. will come back to you. Yeah. Yep. Unless you're
2: unless you're Chris Platt, Ray Cash, or PC Tony.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the game, fellas. Thirty one to nine is the final. It in fifty four career starts, it is Patrick Mahomes' first ever double digit loss. Tom Brady's seventh championship. This wasn't really an Fun game to watch. It was pretty much Tampa dominated, was it not? It, it so yes, in a way. But I think it was
2: fun in the in the sense that Patrick Mahomes is a magician. He, like he is like the he's like the half black, half white, um, David, uh what's my man name? David um
1: Blaine? Oh, David Copperfield. Blaine. David Blaine.
2: Copperfield. Or David Blaine. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Mm. Because for all of those, for all so I, I gave a stat to you guys before the show started. He had he accrued almost four hundred and fifty yards of running scrambling wise. Like that is unheard of. But through all of that, he was still hitting boys in their face and in their chest and in their hands. So that was entertaining to me to see can this bastard pull this off? Knowing good and goddamn well he should. Um, but in terms of enjoyment of the game, yeah. I mean it, from Almost from the very beginning Tampa, Tampa Bay gave up a touchdown on the one And still won by 20 By 20, whatever it is What was it? I, I don't math very well 31 minus 9 is what? 22
3: Twenty
1: two. Thank you I mean, so I think we can all agree that One of the things that people probably saw That the majority of the public didn't Is that that turf toe injury Was a lot more severe than they let on We were all worried about the con- yeah, we were all worried about the concussion during, with the Browns, but we should have been worried about that because in the in the second half he was a lot less spry. And what I mean what I mean is he wasn't running trying to make plays. He was basically running trying to extend the play or trying to buy himself some time so he could chuck it downfield. So that that leads me to believe that the anesthesia, the shot wore off somewhere between the second and the third quarters. The shot wore off, and that was really bothering him. Um. So, guys, I never played organized football. Can you all explain to me exactly what turf toe is? No. Cool. Mr. So, Tenney. <laughs>
2: Mr. Tenney, would you like to try? I have no earthly idea.
1: But clearly, keep
2: talking. A, I'll a, actually look. I'll look it up on WebMD.
3: Turf what toe talking, is a I'll sprain of the big toe joint resulting from injury during sports activities. The injury usually results from excessive upward bending of the big toe joint. It's basically from pushing off. All the time, so receivers are especially vulnerable to it because on your uh, either in your route on your break or to start off coming off the line, that's all you're doing right away. So it's basically yeah. the arch through the knuckle, the big knuckle on the big toe, but underneath there, and you just can't push off with it anymore. And it's called turf toe, but by that, by knowing that,
2: because turf is terrible on your joints. Turf has is springy; it, it doesn't
1: ex- absorb well, so it doesn't have the same give as natural grass I mean it's literally artificial turf it's like so to put it in layman's terms it's like if you're eating butter versus margarine like just eat the butter if you're gonna do it just eat the butter don't eat the synthetic butter so what I'm hearing though is it probably hurts him every time he takes a step and this melon farmer is playing football with 300 pound linemen trying to take his head off simultaneously
2: (laughs) and are we gonna and and uh so that's that's issue number 1. And I, you're very right that it affected him and we all know that the halftime in the Super Bowl is much longer than usual which a lot of people have to adjust with, right? That's mm-hmm. a big adjustment for a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Are, can we is it too early to talk about the tackle situation with both left and right tackles being gone? Is, is that too early in the conversation? No, oh. get
1: that out cuz I'm I'm about to get on these reps here for a second in this first half, but please let's talk about the tackles. Okay. Yeah. I
2: can't remember the right tackle's name. Forgive me. He makes a million of dollars. He don't give a fuck. Is it Eric Fisher. Fisher Eric oh, Fisher is oh, the left tackle. The okay. Eric Fisher was the number one pick a few years ago. He's a fantastic tackle. He, like, pro football reference has him at rated top ten or whatever it is. He's fantastic. He tore his Achilles literally in the Packers game. Not the Packers game, but in the whoever they played. The, the, oh. the, uh, the Bills. Buffalo Bills game. And so... It is amazing to think about we take football for granted so much because we're highlight, a highlight-based society, right? So we see Pat Mahomes making these crazy plays and Travis Kelsey getting 15 catches a game and uh, your boy Cheetah running so fast past people that he can stop, look at him, throw up the deuce, take a TikTok dance, and then flip it to the end zone before <laughs> they're within 10 <laughs> yards of him, right? But then when it gets down to the nitty-gritty of football, Football is I know this is a cliche, but it's won and lost in the trenches. We don't give that enough credence when we look at the Chiefs, who are just continuously this high powered, just factory ass offense, just every week, in and out. Nothing changes. Um, so when you lose, you're two most important people on the line, and I would argue with the with, with respect to Mahomes, maybe their second best player on the damn team in Eric Fisher. Makes a massive difference. Tampa Bay's defense is good, and they got much better during the during the season, right? Much better. But they were rushing four people, dog. They were rushing four all night. That, that's that is that's that's that is that is insulting to have your quarterback run
3: that much off of a four man rush. Does I, this is going to sound very Homer centric coming from me, but this game makes me think that. The Green Bay Packers are easily the second-best team in football this year, and if not for the injury of TJ Lang, they very well may be the team that kicked Kansas City's ass because no one else gave Tampa Bay a game like that the Green Bay Packers did yeah. at the end of the season. You can basically take Tampa Bay. They're, they're saying it's the fifth time a wild card has won the Super Bowl, the first time since 2010. Tampa Bay is not necessarily a wild card this year. Like There's no preseason for them. There's no mini camp. Tampa Bay had twelve non padded practices before this season began. Like the first six games of their season this year was their mini camp and their training camp, right? So right. I am really scared. If Tom Brady can stay upright and that offensive line can continue to protect him and the defense that can get after the quarterback and still good on the backside,
1: they're gonna win again next year. Well, you you can't tell me that Tom Brady wasn't nudge nudge wink wink getting together with some of these guys and and throwing with them and preparing for this season they just know how to keep quiet they as, got well, caught. they got
3: in, they got in trouble for it, but at the same time, yeah, they got that's that's different than having a full mini camp in preseason
1: games. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. No, I get that. Yeah, I, I get that. But they were building that chemistry. I get that. I'm not disputing anything you said. But it's ironic because the same thing that won them the game versus Green Bay is the same thing that won them the game versus Kansas City, which is that front four. The ability I mean, to you get know, pressure they, with four. And nobody's going to talk. Nobody's going to talk about this now. This will probably be the last time you hear it in the history of history. But Tom Brady shit the bed in the second half of that Green Bay game. And if it was not for that front four that was able to consistently get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, this would be a very different conversation right now. So those guys deserve all the credit in the world. I know you can't give the most valuable player to a defensive unit, but they won this Super Bowl for them and they got exponentially better as the playoffs went on as well i'll leave the packers out of the rest of this conversation but you could also throw in
3: one of the worst play calls in defensive playoff history at the end of the half against the tampa bay buccaneers so a oh, lot of scotty th- miller scotty freaking a, miller a lot West. of a lot of things Beans. done wrong to lose that game but congrats to the Belaz brothers which apparently plural for Belaz
1: is Belai. we have learned that today Bly back Yes. We'll learn that, sir. Yes. Yes. yes, sir. But I'm looking at this Kansas City game. I'm like, shit, if y'all were going to do all of that, man, y'all should have let the Browns in there. If that's how y'all were going to go out. I'm watching this game pissed as a Browns fan. Like, oh, we could have did this.
2: If you're a Browns fan, if you're a Bills fan, if you're a Ravens fan, I, it, it, this gives you hope. I say it gives you hope because all three of these teams, and I will, out of reverence to the fact that they have shown historically that they just stick around. I'll throw Pittsburgh bitch ass in there. But all four of those teams have shown they can stick with Kansas City if they can't get over the hump. And this by no stretch of the imagination is the blueprint. I'm not saying that at all because, I mean, look what it took for them to play the terrible. Turf toe by one of the greatest quarterbacks ever in his fourth year, two missing tackles. Uh, You you were going to speak of, Platt, a, a whole bunch of questionable calls. In the first half.
3: Well, like and there's it, a throw something else on top of it. There's something that I, I heard when I heard the news, I was first like, Man, I hope these people are okay and then I was like, you know, this is gonna make this a lot more difficult for the entire Kansas City football team in the fact that Andy Reid's son, Britt Reed, gets into an accident and ends up causing two kids to be critically injured and in the hospital. I mean well, no, when the kids that did, did the older kid die? Okay. Because I know at first yeah. it was just critical. So, I mean, that's just – and we don't know. if I mean, he, he admitted to the officer that he had two or three drinks and took prescription Adderall and decided to drive. So you know what happens when you tell the officer two or three drinks, right? That, that means like that, – That means about
1: six or seven, that means, maybe even ten. That
3: means I didn't even know it, but I had the sixth one and the six-pack was gone, and I thought, mm, I'll take some Adderall and drive home now. Now, I'm not that's, – that's a total assumption – That could be completely wrong. But that's what where there's smoke, there's usually fire. And you don't want that kind of smoke. Good point, by the
1: way. It's the same thing when you go to the doctor's office and they say how many drinks do you have a night? And you say two or three. That typically means about seven or eight, nine or ten. And they know that. They know you full of shit too. But yeah, so the these calls, like and, and let me let me preface it by saying that in no way, shape, form, or fashion did these calls directly result in the outcome of the game. Kansas City got outplayed but come on man some of those calls that went against Kansas City in the first half come on man am My I God. am I tripping y'all think I'm just no, you're right, man? So yeah. I, no I you're right so I I can't right pick that that
2: honey badger had that got called back
3: I didn't really pay attention to the game that closely I'll be honest with you as you can tell I was partying and having a good old time with some boys I haven't seen in a while so you know, Ray, go ahead. You answer that question. I'll just say this: I can imagine being upset, or, or if you're if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, and especially when there's a disparity, or when there's no flags thrown at all, too. Uh, that that's been the case in the past as well.
1: But go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. But I mean, you put nine points on the board, so you can't put paint it all on the referees because y'all, melon farmers, didn't even score a touchdown. But some of those calls, as a guy that didn't have a dog in the fight. Same thing last or a couple of weeks ago with the the Packers in, in, in Tampa. You know, I didn't have a dog in either of those fights, but I'm looking, and I'm watching what I'm seeing, and I'm like, hold on, man. No, 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 no. There's, you know, there's something else going to play here. And I, I guess
2: – go ahead, bro, I just want to make – I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. I just want to give one stat that will give you the perfect example of what we're talking about with the, the refs. The – Kansas City Chiefs had 11 penalties for 120 yards. That's a Super Bowl record.
1: Come on, man. Come on, man. Seriously. And just to show I'm not biased, I wasn't even mad about the helmet-to-helmet call in the Cleveland-Kansas City game. I understand, I, you know, he was reaching. I, I didn't get pissed off about that. A lot of Browns fans did, but, I mean, it is what it is. It's incidental contact. He clearly wasn't trying to hit him in the helmet with his helmet. Everybody was just trying to make a play. Shit happens. It's football. You know, it's not a It's not tonsil hockey, okay And
2: so, and we're not Plus just said it We're not trying to say that The refs stole the game Kansas City you, you said it very eloquently They still lost this game Because they still had opportunities Right, just like The game should have finished 38-9 We're not going to speak about that Because they didn't score on first down On fourth down, right It is what it is But it is just a reoccurring thing with this league that every year in the biggest games in some of the biggest moments, the refs continue to shit on the game. And like, this isn't NBA where like one ref is trying to be bigger than the game like Joey Crawford does, right? This isn't that. This is, I just don't think the refs are any good. And I I realize that refereeing is one of the hardest jobs you could ever have. I'm and so I'm not that's not lost on me. My grandfather uh was a oh, um, <coughs> excuse me, in in baseball. So I get it. No, I don't I I'm not saying it is an easy job, someone can walk off the field and do it. But with the technology we have, with the number of reps that are on the field, I just think it is egregious that we are missing these calls and part of it is the league because they already had a shitload of stuff to remember, but now you gotta look at Oh well, you know, did uh, if he hit his if when he tack when he tackles the quarterback, well, did his head fall on his chest? Well, did he hit him below the 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 knee line that a little little girl has to wear her dress below? Or what like it's it's stupid, like amounts
3: of of rules at this point, where it's almost impossible to be a good ref. To me, the problem is there's a there's a proven way to utilize instant replay and the xfl did it and and the nfl is not taking advantage of having a referee in the booth while the action's going on changing the calls anything should be challengeable as well anything should be challengeable especially on a turnover like to say that pass interference is not challengeable when the ball is intercepted or on a you know it's like why can you challenge certain things and you can't challenge others there really is not any opinion in making these calls this it's not basketball like you said basketball you can have an opinion on how you're going to call a game it's pretty cut and dried whether or not there's a penalty in the nfl now if you want to take away the holding at the line that's going to be something otherwise you're going to have five hour games because you're going to get holding every other down
1: or every down really but ray you you brought up joy crawford and you said this isn't that I actually think that it is. And we're all basketball fans on here. So, you know, it, it got, so it got to the point where it became a running joke. Uh Oh, San Antonio's up two to two to nothing. Joey Crawford's going to win game three. Oh, he, yeah. he kicks Tim
3: Duncan yeah. off the, yeah. out of the game for laughing on the bench. Like, give me a fucking break, yeah. dude.
1: But I, I think it's that man. I think number one, obviously for obvious reasons, and we'll get to, we're obviously, we're going to talk about him and his legacy uh, momentarily, but you know, there's a vested interest in the league to make Tom Brady the golden boy. And it might just be a thing where these refs are starstruck, too. They're fanboys as well. You know, there's a reason why you're a referee, because most of these people are, are independently successful. I mean, most of those refs are doctors and lawyers and shit like that. They just do this for the love of the game. Not 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 a bad hobby, and you make six figures a year doing your hobby, right? But maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just starstruck by the whole Tampa thing or the whole Tom Brady thing. I, I don't know what it is, but it's just – it's a running joke in the league, too. Remember, you couldn't sneeze on Tom Brady without them calling rough in the past. We've all made that joke.
2: That's a fair point. That's a fair point because cause we've seen plays where, let's say, something happened. Tom thinks he got hit. The ball's thrown, and Tom will look at the ref, scream at the ref, and then five and a half, six, seven, eight seconds later – Ruffled all the flag. You're right. I think some of it may be that, but I question how much that was. Uh, uh that was could have been a factor in this game, because if there's anybody in the modern NFL who can make, make you as starstruck as Tom Brady can, wouldn't it be Pat Mahomes?
1: Don't you think? Yeah, I can't argue that. That's fair. Which which brings me to another point about, and this is probably the most salient point I'm gonna make it's just really hard to repeat in the NFL. Oh, my God. Ask Seattle yeah. about that. Here. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen it done in our lifetime, what, twice, maybe three times? I don't remember if the San Fran teams repeated in the 80s. I can't remember. I know Dallas did it, and then the Patriots did it What back in, what, 03, 04, something like that. It's just very yeah. difficult to do that, to go through two consecutive yeah. NFL seasons, not worry about attrition, i.e. injuries and things like that, not wearing down, having that same hunger and, and, and fire trying to come back and do it again. It's just it's very difficult.
2: And and so I think this is the part of the show where we need to give Tampa Bay the credit. Um because we've talked do, a lot do about we have to Man look facts the facts and I'm I'm about to throw you a bone here in a minute, Chris. Um but uh you know, a lot of what we've talked about so so far is why Kansas City lost and what Kansas City could have done and things that led to their demise. Well let's talk about some things Or reasons why Tampa Bay won. First and foremost, they were prepared from a game plan perspective in a way that I don't think any team has been prepared for a Kansas City game all year. They were maybe other than the Chargers, but you said it last week. Divisional games are different because you see them all the damn time. They were prepared, number one they've played already
3: though so you know it's That's almost number it's, two it's almost like they fucking threw out a fake game plan the first time around and said here go ahead let Tyreek Hill get seven million yards in the first quarter but we're gonna kick your ass in the Super Bowl because that really wasn't our defense <laughs> Mr. Tunney I'm gonna ask you a question okay who would have
2: done that exact same thing what coach would have done that Bill Belichick
1: it rhymes with Bill Smellichick
2: Look, I'm saying Brady took something from it. Now, Bruce Arians is a good coach. We've known this for a long time. He's not a superstar coach. He's not a Hall of Fame coach, but he's a good coach. But we knew, I think the greatest, Mina Kimes hit it on the head. The greatest thing that Tom Brady brought to Tampa Bay wasn't his quarterback ability. wasn't his arm. It was his leadership and his mind because he was able to do things. First and foremost, he's the LeBron of, of, of football in that people want to play for him because this is the ball I'm going to throw to you, Chris. This ain't the same team Jameis had. They went and got Gronk. They went and got Leonard Fournette. They went and got, uh, was Ronald Jones there? They went and got Shady. That's the other mm-hmm. receiver, yeah. uh, runner back they got. They went and got Shady McCoy. They went and got Antonio Brown. Like, they went and got a whole ass different offense than what Jameis had. And so, like, that. of course, that is... And think about the four touchdowns that Tampa Bay scored. None of them was on the team last year. Two to Gronk, one to AB, one to playoff Lenny. They weren't on the team last year. That's number, that's number one. But, so Brady gets people when he's allowed to to come play with him, number one. But number two, it's something to be said for, it's something to be said for a culture. And I'm a Ravens fan. Everybody talks about the Ravens culture. The Packers have traditionally had a culture like pittsburgh i hate them they got a culture the one thing that Stefanski's brought to the Cleveland bro- is the- he's creating a culture
3: yeah they've had a culture just not the good
1: kind well, yeah but we're we getting a better but continue yes please i'm i'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be <laughs> diplomatic today <laughs> I, I
2: appreciate the, it the patriots have clearly have had a culture it is something to be said for a culture Your boy Tom Brady texted his teammates, all his teammates, every night we will win. Like, that is garnering a culture. So, like, he's not just, this isn't just a group of guys playing some football. These guys, and that team is young, too, with the exception of Sue and Pierre-Paul and some other cats on the team that have probably been in the league for a minute. That's a young squad. So that resonated with these kids. And just learning how to win, it is, nobody teaches you how to win. You are taught to, what to what to do, the things to do to win. You're not taught how to win. And I know some people are not gonna get that, but like the preachers say, you'll get it on the drive home.
1: I couldn't have said it better myself, man. Cause you it, it, that was he changed the culture. He brought that leadership. Cause quite frankly, football ability and an arm, he ain't got them shits no more. So, but, nope. but you nope. could tell you could tell the shift in the culture though. They believed. They believed in him, and I mean, why wouldn't you believe in him? I, <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, again, we we also have to give a shout out to that D line because they played their ass off, and just the defense in general.
2: Out of Ty Bowles, give Ty Bowles a love,
1: and Byron Ty Lefwich. Bowles, Byron Leftwich, and Eric enemy All these melon farmers need to be interviewing for head coaching jobs, man. But but no, no. Y'all, y'all motherfuckers in Philly and Detroit, y'all y'all want to pull out the the, the MAGA squad or the, the the Proud Boys All-Stars and shit and give them head coaching jobs when these three men have proven their value and worth in this league. Uh, Did you see you in the, team, the interview? All right, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you <laughs> knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. And we're going to stand up and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing.
3: What did Bomani Jones say? NFL teams should be hiring nothing but African-American coordinators because no one will hire them away from your team. Bob, <laughs> <Pop>, that's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. that's, that's Oh, I, I don't speaking, want to quote Bomani bad. for sure, but somebody said that. And I think it might have been, like, been Uncle Ball. Might have been Uncle Ball. Yeah.
2: Did, did y'all see the interview? Uh, Byron Lefkowitz's first interview after the game when homie was like, so yeah, what was your thought uh, with the D-line when trying to get them together? And he was like, homie, you got the wrong black dude.
3: Actually, I think it was Dominique <laughs> Foxworth that said that, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's uh, but, I
1: hilarious, guess,
2: but I guess the positive thing is there's enough black people, like they said on Highly Questionable Today. There's enough black coordinators that you could get them mixed up. That's a positive, right?
1: It's a positive. That's fair. But
3: all right,
2: I'm gonna. I'm
1: still. Go ahead.
3: Go ahead. Finish your point, Platt.
1: I I have nothing, man. Go ahead, Sonny.
3: All right, let's let's change the the conversation a little bit here and move into the next part of this, and let's keep it strictly football for now because the next part of this conversation comes afterwards outside of football. But as far as Patrick Mahomes, everybody's saying you know he's the guy who's going to challenge to be the greatest of all time. Tom Brady is clearly the greatest of all time. Five Super Bowl MVPs, seven Super Bowls, 13, 14 conference championship games played. Um, So the question now is, Patrick Mahomes loses in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady. Is six Super Bowls behind? Is there any chance in hell Patrick Mahomes can ever become the greatest of all time unless he can run it back and get a victory next year?
1: I don't think so. If he could have won this year, yes, but now Tom has seven. This Mellon Farmer has to get eight Super Bowls. There's no way in hell he's getting eight Super Bowls, as great as he is. he just said Tom just set the bar so high. I, I don't see any way that he can compete. I don't think we're going to see this again in our lifetime, quite frankly. And he's young. What is he, what, 25, 26? He's young enough, but that's asking a lot. He's got to get 7 more Super Bowls. Plus that's that's assuming that he stays healthy. We know the style that he plays, that's not very conducive to having a long NFL career. He's a little bit smaller than Tom. Tom's a, a low-key big-ass dude. Tom's legit what 6'5", 250 mm-hmm. something like that. He's a big dude. Doesn't run. So yeah, I I yeah, I uh, ultimately I, I think attrition gets him and I think just the fact that he's got to get 7 more
2: By the way, 14 conference championship games in 20 years, and he missed one year due to ACL. So, just food for thought. Um, To answer the question, my first thought is is no, he can't catch him for this one reason. Platt said it. I just don't see this happening again. And part of the reason why the Patriots were able to to be so in contention for so many years is because their division was trash for so long. The AFC West is competitive. They may not, they may not have had a lot of wins this season in terms of like the Broncos and the Chargers and teams like that, but they're competitive every year. So that's one thing. But so I, I'm thinking about it a little deeper. I'm not one of these people that says that he has to match the same amount of championships to be better. I'm going mean, to fair, because everything is different. Everything is nuanced. I think if he can get to four or five, we can be have a real conversation. But. And the reason I think we can have a real conversation is because you have to look at their the way they played. Tom Brady wasn't always Tom Brady. Tom, a lot of the times his teams won in spite of him, and he just made the right plays. The first six, seven years of his career, that was a defensive and running team, and he just had too many drill, made the right throws, made the right plays. From the second Pat Mahomes took his first snap, he was fucking Peyton Manning. Like everything is on you, kid. Go make, go get it done. Now, he has Peyton Manning as offense and receivers. So I'm not saying he's he's making scratch from nothing like Deshaun Watson is. But, like, he's been talented. So I think if you look at what he can do almost Aaron Rodgers-esque in terms of a talent perspective and the numbers he'll put up in a from a way that Brady didn't put up until year 8, 9, 10, and on and so forth and so on. Like, he's already reached Brady level of numbers in two years like Brady's best year with the year with
3: Randy Moss, he did it already. You know what I mean? I I agree with a lot of what you guys said. I disagree with some of it. But my point here is really simple as to why Patrick Mahomes cannot catch Tom Brady. Tom Brady took less to win more. Patrick Mahomes is due to be paid a half a billion dollars. That does not suit a team that needs a lot of money on the defensive side to win championships when there's a salary cap that's just the bottom line the salary cap is the reason mahomes will never catch tom brady and the reason we'll never see another tom brady again is because we'll never see another quarterback take less consecutively and consistently to make sure the rest of the team around him was as good as it could possibly be
1: and i hate that argument even though you're not wrong you're absolutely right but i hate that argument because most people use it as code to, to, to prove that the quarterback or whomever the player is 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 me first you know what I mean and not about winning and not about the team because I'm not saying that's what you're doing I'm saying that's how the that's how code works sir that's how that works it's a lot easier to take less money when your supermodel wife makes more money than you do you can do that you can make those sacrifices for winning and I think he probably came well okay Patrick probably came Patrick came from a, a fluent background as well because his dad was a ball player but you can make those decisions when your wife make more money than you 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 can do that, for the sake of winning. But I just hate that argument because I, I know where, I know what people are saying without them saying it. You're not wrong, and
2: and and to 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 that point, to that point, if Brady would have been where Pat was, in year two, three, four, five, six, seven, he would have been undeniable. But it's because he was a six round pick who only started because their superstar quarterback got hurt and was only good enough to win games but wasn't good enough to be a superstar or a pro bowler. He wasn't a pro bowler until, what, like year seven? Whatever it was. Like, we're, we're, we see Tom Brady now. I think the Randy Moss, Dante Starworth years when he threw for 50 touchdowns and like 70,000 yards, whatever it was, I'm being facetious. That has, we have revisionist history, almost Mandela effect-ish, that we think that's been Tom Brady his whole career. It has not. Tom Brady has worked himself into being an all-time great. He was not, for a long time, I, and I cannot be more serious when I say, from the first snap, Patrick Mahomes took, he was a superstar. So that breeds a different level of 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 conversation. That breeds a different level of monetary, uh, monetary um monetary, the money he makes. It's a different game, so yeah, you 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 have to pay that man a half a billion dollars, honestly, for what if he stays healthy? What he could be is a steal. He took a lot less than he could have made.
1: Plus, Kraft and Brady were friends, so you don't still think are. Uh, yeah, still are. Friends. Still are. So so you don't think that Kraft took care of Brady on the back end? You don't think he had access to the private jet whenever he wanted? You don't think he went down to some of those massage parlors in Florida, hanging out with Kraft and things of that nature? You don't think he threw him a, a stock tip here and there, or you know, another way where he could make up some of that money? And he'll probably take when he retires, he'll probably take care of him on the back end. He'll probably get some sort of cushy, do nothing, uh, front office job with the Patriots or something like that. But he he got taken care of. Trust me on that. He got taken that, care of in some way, a, shape or fashion.
2: That boy said a stock tip. He threw him a stock. How about stock tip. <laughs> All right, folks. That man owns crab foods. That man gave him stocks.
3: We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here. We're gonna come back and we're gonna get in one last topic that involves Tom Brady.
0: BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code Champion150. Then This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com.
1: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Ray
3: and I got a little giffy this morning talking about this next topic.
1: (laughs) For moi? No. Oh, you, I thought you said a gift for you. No, we that's, got no, we got
3: we got giffy. Ah, uh, in
2: arguing, so I mean, no gift your, for me. Your, your birthday is in four days for those of you listening.
1: So, but still, no gifts. No zero.
3: Yeah, I'll
2: send you a
1: gift. No tea. <laughs> <laughs> I like tea.
3: So the question at hand is: <laughs> Tom Brady, the greatest modern-day team sports professional athlete of all time. Go ahead, Ray.
2: No no I want I want Platt to start because he's the impartial party. He 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 was not in our conversation. And I know where he's gonna go, but I still want him to
1: pontificate. You know, I'm glad you said team sports. That narrows it down. And that means modern day wise sorry. And just want No you can eliminate where we we can eliminate uh, uh, wise, oh, little, little, Roger Federer Tiger Woods, Floyd Mayweather, Serena, Grav, Serena Williams, Michael Nature Phelps. Boy, R- Boy Rick Flair, right? Michael non, Phelps, non-team sports, basically. Exactly. Yep. Carl Lewis. It was implied in the question. We don't have to list them all. Those are not team yeah, sports. Yeah. No, nobody's going to pop for how I snuck in uh, Richard Flair in there, huh? Nobody's going to pop for that. Well, we're this is a wrestling no, that, website,
3: that... <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is that
2: is a, people list that as a sporting accomplishment. So no, not at all. That's that's normal,
3: and you Bill, know what? Bill Russell's era is non-modern considered for this conversation. That's what I was really it's trying been... to get before we were dancing back and forth the the, the the non-verbal mambo. Okay. For,
2: for those listening, the reason we don't count Bill Russell is because that was pre-free agency.
1: Okay, so what about uh Lou Alcindor? Can we count him? His era because um, i mean i don't think you could he win six nba titles but he won, professional sports he won in high school, professional
3: sports he won in professional college. sports greatest modern no, day teams professional winning, sports athlete that's not the winning question plat that's not the question this is not the argument we had
1: come on man all right
2: whatever to, to, to quell your reasoning it has to be professional because you get paid
1: legally Okay, nice caveat for throwing that legal in there. As uh, much you know, because I, I I, got I gotta it. know where Tutty's gonna go. Tutty's yeah, gonna go it. Michael Jordan you here. I'm pretty sure. It. Don't you have to go Tom Brady at this point? And I, I hate being a prisoner of the moment because we just saw what happened. But I just saw this melon farmer do the impossible. Like, I, I, <laughs> come on, man! Why are you victorious? Because Chris team. agrees
3: with you. Chris is not the determiner of victory here. I doubted this team
1: every single step of the way this whole season. This melon farmer was out there throwing spitballs. He put this together. He has no more arms. They look good, but they're not functional. This melon farmer put this shit together with Bruce Arians Kangos, spit, bubblegum, and glue and drug this team to a tight. Now, the defense has something to do with it, but we talked earlier about culture. And, I mean, this guy, you can love him or you can hate him. There's a lot of reasons to hate on him that we won't get into. Plus, he's got one of those punchable faces. You know, you just want to – you look at his face. He just looks very smug. You just want to punch him in the face. But if we're talking about team sports and winners – I don't know how... If we're not going to throw Phil Jackson out there... We're talking about people that actually played... Even though he's a Hall of Fame... Well, he's not a Hall of Fame player... But he's a Hall of Fame coach... But he's got like 13 rings between Hall of Fame... But okay... We're talking strictly about on-field performance... I don't see at this point how you could go... Beyond Tom Brady... Especially considering what he did... In the sport that he did... it, And how difficult what he accomplished... In that sport... Is to do in that sport... Plus... I mean, he's a winner. We talked about it earlier. He married a supermodel that makes more money than him. <laughs> he won the divorce with Bill Belichick. Can you imagine? What better place would it have been to watch yesterday's festivities than at the house of Mr. Belichick and just hear his thoughts after he got a couple Jack and Cokes in him and see how you know how he felt about everything that happened. He won the divorce. He redeemed Antonio Brown. He redeemed literature
2: at... Antonio Brown, I don't know about all that, but keep going, I'm sorry. He's a keep Super Bowl out. champ. He made him a Yay! Super Bowl champ. He still a some women and doesn't fuck shit, but
3: it's okay. All right, pipe down, Steeler fan. let me let Raven fan, let me finish.
1: <laughs> no, but that's the the, the bottom line, man. <laughs> yeah. by the criteria I agree with you, you all, Yeah, by the criteria that you all gave me... Oh, no, he's still a piece of shit. I do about saying that. He's a fuckboy. But by the criteria that you all handcuffed me to use... With all due respects to Air Michael Jordan. Blame With
3: reality. This is something that actually happened in real life this morning that we were trying to get you, give your opinion on, and you decided to put 12 other caveats on it, as if <laughs> Phil Jackson was the greatest professional sports athlete of all time. You're killing me, bro. I love you. You're killing me.
1: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> With the caveats and handcuffs, I don't see how it can't be Tom Brady considering what, what he did here this shit this was a goddamn miracle i i'm i'm, I'm done but yeah
3: chris makes I, a, I, a, you make a ton of great points for ray's side of the argument and i think you can choose one of three people and not be wrong because you can throw wayne gretzky into this conversation
1: gretzky, gretzky, as well. yeah i forgot, I forgot right? about gretzky i forgot about gretzky. for
3: me it's jordan six championships six finals mvps never went to a game seven every single time Jordan finally got another all-star to play with and played in a full season, he won a championship. Now, don't come talking to me about the 2000s, okay? I'm talking about Michael Jordan in the
2: 90s. Sure, 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 98. 98 is, yep. we all agree, 98. That's my,
3: that's my argument. I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I think this is just a fun conversation between three people that are playing different sports that are clearly head and shoulders above everybody else that has played. LeBron fans, come at me, at PC Tunny. That's P-C-T-U-N-N-E-Y on the Twitter. Let's converse. Tommy, so, you no,
2: talking to one of the biggest LeBron fans in the game right now? We
3: could talk that about right now. We're not talking about that
1: right Actually, now. Actually, t- two, two of them. But, I oh, mean, yeah. so Mr. Cleveland. Then how yes, come, sir, so. okay,
3: then how come LeBron hasn't come up in this conversation then?
1: Well, let me say this. Number one, if Gretzky would have won in Los Angeles, it probably would have been him, head and shoulders it's above possible. everybody. I know he he led them to the title, but they ended up getting swept in the cup. So if that happens, number two, we're not going to disrespect Jordan's Wizards run. That man was in his 40s, and he still gave him 23 a night. And the way he drinks and smokes, that was a goddamn miracle. That was walking on water. So right. we're not going to disrespect that time. But Tom Brady right, but did there's... the same
3: thing at, in the 40s. 43, 40 touchdowns. But that's the difference between being an athlete in football and an athlete in basketball. Clearly, your athleticism is much more difficult to maintain at a level Brady does in football on the basketball court.
1: And the LeBron thing, I still think that I'm still not convinced that LeBron James isn't the greatest uh, player to ever pick up a basketball because I've seen what he did. I, I, I mean, he's been to, what, nine out of 10 out of the last 11 NBA finals, and the only one he missed was because he got hurt, finally. You know what I mean? In year 16. Plus the Cleveland thing. That's worth three championships right there because that too was a miracle. I need him to at least get above 500 though with his NBA final record. just to be. I'm just trying to be as as uh, unbiased as I possibly can.
2: LeBron's the greatest player to ever pick up a basketball, but he's not the greatest winner. Jordan is the greatest winner in the history of basketball. And it's not even close. Cause, again, modern era. Because Bill Russell 11 out of 13 is un- is untouched. But the reason why i say mr brady is we have to acknowledge that both sports are massively different right and not just in that they're different sports but in the way that they are managed in the way that they are 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 set up right so in basketball one player can affect the entire game the reason one of the reasons michael jordan was so dangerous was because not only would he drop 40 on your head but he'd also stop you and your best player from scoring because he had the ability to play two ways. Tom Brady doesn't. There's so many games Tom Brady has lost, or any quarterback for that, that matter has lost because they've been on the bench and saw the other quarterback go down the field and win a game, or the, or the kicker miss a kick or make a kick. There's too many variables in football to, for one person to be that important as they are in basketball. That's number one. Number two, take away the seven championships. You can't, but just put that to the side. In 19 healthy years, this man's made 14 conference championships. In 19 healthy years, this man
3: has made 14 conference championships. You can't take away the championships, though, because then you're the Buffalo Bills and you're not even involved in this conversation whatsoever. So I don't like that I don't... point.
1: But but I don't no, mean but take can, him away.
2: I'm just trying no, to put can, focus on the fourteen. I'm not taking him away. I'm just saying I need people crazy. to understand that this man played in fourteen years, he played for the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl.
1: So in other words, out of his nineteen years, there were five seasons that he didn't have the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying take away the championships, Tony, but I think the point Ray is making is that stat in and of itself is pretty flipping impressive.
2: And and by the way, those other 5 years he didn't make the conference championship. He still made the playoffs. So it's not like he it's not like he wasn't making the playoffs either. He just he just wasn't in the conference championship game. He's been to 10 Super Bowls. Tom Brady has been to 18% of all of the Super Bowls in the history of Super Bowls. 18%. Him by himself. So what's so, what's
3: his record in the Super Bowl? Now, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. I am not I thought, of this ilk. No, it's easy. That believes. It's, a, it's easy answer. It's math again. It's 7-3. and three. He's got three Super Bowl three. losses. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, Jordan, my thought. Jordan, yes, Jordan 6 and all. Oh. You're right. He's lost. He's lost three times. You're damn straight.
2: I am not of this ilk that believes that you you only great players don't lose in the finals. Well, then there's only one. Right? Everybody loses. This shit happens. Right? Everybody. You are right. the only
1: team sports
2: you're right and he couldn't get out the fucking first round his whole entire career until he got some until he got another person tom brady was winning games with literally me you and, and Platt as his best receivers
3: no i don't like, agree with that with all that i don't agree with any of that
2: go look at the go look at the stats he just went to the super bowl last year not last year two years last year what, what was it the um
1: you talking about the 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 rams game or the falcons game you talking about the rams game
2: the what what was the what was the last ball he was in was no, that
1: no 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 was it season? um it was i think the, it the was of the eagles they beat the rams yeah, yeah. That, was the that was the last one last, that was the last one yeah Jared Goff in him yeah that's the last one brady and patrick
3: mahomes were the last two winning super bowl champions and faced each other it was only two right. super bowls brady won uh, won one of the super bowl with the patriots so go Okay, right, right. I just can't remember if, which team it was. I know all three
2: of all three of them were right. Boom, boom, boom. Right, but that man, they had no help. That man had Gronk and like and like Patrick 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 Chauncey Tunney
3: as his number one receiver. So what if he had like Randy Moss or something for a season? Then what do you think would be possible?
2: <laughs> oh, undefeated season. That up. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, he's he, he trying to throw shade. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's my last point, Eli. And I'm, and I'm gonna seek my time. Eli, come what over here, Eli. I'm gonna seed my time, Eli. In, bas- in basketball, you have an actual series, right? So it's not that you you lose the you lose the first game you play, you're out of the playoffs. You have a series, right? So I I actually have the numbers up. Michael Jordan, if we're playing,
3: went to six NBA finals. Won six You're right, NBA, NBA Finals, MVPs. Let me finish. MAPs Let me finish. Let me finish. You can talk all you
2: want. Let me finish. If Michael Jordan was playing along basketball, NBA rules, I mean, along uh, uh, NFL rules, that if he lost his first game in the fi- in the playoffs, he would be eliminated, he'd lose three championships. And every season he won championships, he lost the game in one of those series. In back, in football, it's only one and done, bro. So you're telling me if both of those Giants teams played those Patriots teams, ten games in a row? But yet. Basketball wise, seven game series. You tell me the Patriots win every time?
3: Zero so, part so, so of never, zero never, zero part of my side of the argument involves the word if. You, you, you also have to take into
2: account. I don't account have to. Seven seven is greater than six. What are you talking but about?
3: You,
1: you also have to take into account that Jordan's last three titles. And again, we're splitting hairs here. But Jordan's last three finals came in a league that had just expanded, which means that the talent and the depth wasn't there. The league was watered down at the time. Again, we're we're picking this. We're Back, picking this.
2: The only but good two that that man played in those years was Clyde Drexler, and Clyde Drexler was Clyde Drexler was Benjamin Button. He was born 25 years
1: old. Actually, he was born 35 because he had a receding hairline at 25.
3: <laughs> all right, this is a super fun conversation, people, as you can tell. like We're not mad at each other here. We're just trying to prove a point. I think we all agree that the, the amount of separation between these three, regardless of who you're going to put in any one, two, or three slot, is minimal at best, and it's just a fun conversation to have. Does anybody have one, any last thought on this, or should we move on to the couple few topics we have left?
2: I do, but this isn't the time for, for the conversation. But one day we need to talk about this bullshit-ass deification of Michael Jordan. People act like if you say Michael Jordan isn't Jesus Christ, Allah, Tulu, and the homie on the block that sell the weed in the dime bags, he's then you're saying he's like terrible. Oh. <laughs>
3: three-man weave is now taking applications for a third man christopher platt and pc tunney will now be joined by somebody new next week thanks for tuning hey, in
2: already that's perfect already got three podcasts <laughs>
3: <season>. <laughs> as much as you would love to hear that news in reality ray you ain't going nowhere we got you locked down
1: he ain't lying though i mean kareem abdul jabbar magic johnson lebron james will Chamberlain, Joe. all these guys will I, I wouldn't i, I he ain't to go I'm, all okay. those guys I just named, they have a legitimate argument. Okay,
3: let's pencil being
1: the GOAT. Let's pencil let me, let this.
3: Me. Go ahead, you can finish that thought, but let's pencil that right. argument slash conversation in for the show that will happen before All-Star Game weekend.
1: Okay, cool. But I, I want to go ahead, Ray, because I want to ask you guys a question, and then no, we, can, we can get about it. Out of here. Great okay. idea. That's all I was going to say. Great idea. I love it. So what was the more impressive Brady performance this entire season? Or coming back twenty-eight to three 28 versus three, Atlanta, not even close. Twenty-eight three.
3: Well, that's the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. So uh, I think that, though, the disgusting, ridiculousness of play calling on the offensive, defensive side in the second half of that game for Atlanta. Kind of put, makes that a backseat to me to Tom Brady, 43 years old, changes teams after 20 fucking years of the same goddamn system, comes to the losingest franchise in NFL fucking history basically for the most part, quadruples their win total in the playoffs, brings them their second Super Bowl, and not only that, throws 40 motherfucking touchdowns along the way in a season which he had zero training camp pandemic and,
1: yeah. and was throwing was out there this whole season throwing phil negro spit knuckle balls that melon farmer does not have an arm anymore he can't oh no play are, you, are
3: you kidding me tom brady's got an arm that's the only reason he's still oh. playing <laughs> hold on hold on phil
2: negro that's low-key disrespectful okay <laughs> you called you basically called that man tim wakefield with hair that is disrespectful
3: <laughs> you're talking you must be getting tom brady confused with philip rivers because tom brady can still throw the football
1: Yes, he possesses the ability to throw a football. Yes, that is true. He has two arms. They work. He can throw. But come on, man. Don't act like this melon Farmer was, you know, th- like this was the Randy Moss season. And he had better weapons there. But, I mean, he's just... He did this, like I said, with guts and guile. This was all about him, the mentality, and knowing how to be a winner. He wins at everything. Hell, he's friends with a former president. And you can say what you want about that president, but I don't have any presidential friends. Mellon Farmer just, he's a winner. It is what it is. You ain't got Obama on the deck. I ain't got Obama on the tags, man. I'm about the only black person that doesn't. I didn't even get on my <laughs> phone. <laughs> All
3: right, folks, this is an NFL-centric podcast today coming off the heels of Super Bowl 55. We do have two other NFL notes we want to get to around the horn real quick. We'll be back after
1: this. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right,
3: gentlemen. Apparently, the imminent trade of Carson Wentz may not be so imminent. It sounds like the Eagles would like to haul back what Detroit did for Matt Stafford. And I think, personally, that that's crazy. Uh, Detroit already fleeced the Rams. Nobody else is going to get to do that, especially for a guy named Carson Wentz. So, how do you guys feel about the Eagles wanting two first-rounders and a suitable starting replacement for backup for
1: Jalen Hurts in return for Carson Wentz. <laughs> to be fair, though, he did win a Super Bowl, and Stafford hasn't even won a playoff game. So I understand the precedent was set, and they think, but, y'all, come on, man. It's Staff- Carson Wentz. Y'all Carson- not getting that for uh, for Andy Dalton 2.0. You're Matt- just not.
3: Matt Stafford's won two that- playoff games. Carson Wentz has won zero playoff games.
1: Who did Matt Stafford
3: beat in the playoffs? They've won two playoff games. I don't know. He's been there forever.
1: I don't. But the, does he have a ring? Yes or no? I'm does just, he have a ring? I'm just telling Carson you, does. Carson
3: Wentz did not win any of those games in the playoffs.
1: Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback of a Super Bowl winning team. I didn't say he started in the Super Bowl, but he started Car- as the starter.
2: Carson Wentz Super Bowl ring is like when you have an ex-fiance that you, and then you get a new girlfriend, and you give her that ex-fiance's ring. <laughs> That's That's basically the type of ring. Don't do
1: that, by the way. Don't do that. (laughs) That's the type of ring Carson Winscott. It ain't the same. Listen to your Uncle Christopher. Don't do that. You you pawn that shit, okay? You pawn that shit, get what you can for it, count your losses, and get that woman her own fucking ring. Don't do that shit. (laughs) Have have either
2: of you seen a movie by the name of Lottery Ticket?
1: Yes, with Bow Wow, yeah.
2: With young Shad Moss, a.k.a. Bow Wow, yes.
1: When he saved the hood, yeah.
2: He say right exactly. Yeah. <laughs> dude, Bow
1: Wow's Bow
3: Wow's been out there trying to get in WWE.
2: Bow Wow just trying to get relevancy, bro.
1: <laughs> He's like, hey, at but WWE,
3: I, me and Ray Mysterio against any tag team. I'm like, okay, I don't,
1: I don't see that happening. I but. mean, if Marco, if Marco Stunk in wrestle, why can't Bow Wow? Well,
3: go ahead, I think Bad Bunny kind of is making Bow Wow go. All right, that should be me.
2: <laughs> You're right. Uh, but you know, Bow Wow's about the same size as uh Car- as uh, Conor McGregor. But that, I'm gonna keep moving on. Um, that's facts, by the way. That's not a that's, that's just a shoot. That's not a work. Um, in the movie Lottery Ticket, there's a part where Kevin, A.K.A. Bow Wow, is in church with his grandma Loretta Divine, and the preacher, Mike Epps, is talking about the the lottery ticket and what the money can do for the hood, and talking about how much that money can change his life. And he's saying, "This is the church that I got now. This is the church God wants me to have." And he shows like a like you know. Joel Osteen shit. And he says, This is my this is my wife now, this old Crested Winch. This is the type of wife I should have. I bring it up to say you could ask for what you want. That don't mean you gonna get it. So, two first. Now, to their credit, Carson Wentz almost Carson Wentz would have won MVP if he not wouldn't have got hurt a few years back. That's just facts. That's it is what it is. He was number one in the MVP rankings. He's massively talented. I'm not saying he's good, but he has his talent. And right now, in this NFL, you got to take a chance on a good quarterback. So if, if I would much rather give up a first and a third, maybe two firsts, if I am completely a believer and I can, then he can come in my, come to my team. Like the Bears, for example, is a perfect example of they just one piece away from being a contender. I, cause whatever I Carson wins gonna be better than whatever Big Ten quarterback I'm gonna get in the draft. So like I'm I'm not against it. Is that he don't deserve to? But I'm like it's not in 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 sports, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all those in between. In sports, it is not about what you are worth. It is about what you can negotiate and what the market sets. And if the market say your boy Carson wins get two first, Carson Wentz gets two first and. Deshaun Sean just in the back burn, man hand rubbing knowing he going for about seven them things
1: and that's not just sports that's good life advice right there like that's not just that doesn't just apply to athletics but one thing that I don't think gets mentioned enough just period is that these NFL coaches their egos are just as big as the players so somebody out there there's an NFL coach out there that's going to look at Carson Wentz and say okay playoff starting quarterback has championship experience. Under my tutelage, I can resurrect this Mellon Farmer. It happens all the time. All right, let's
3: move let's move on to our last topic. Sticking with the NFL. Let's move over to the other side of the football. And Ray brought up a point he wanted to have a little conversation about. Aaron Donald winning his third NFL Defensive Player of the Year, joining JJ Watt and Ray Lewis, I believe, is the only three-time winners of this award, or no? Lawrence oh, okay. Taylor, my bad. Lawrence Taylor, I knew he was one of the great linebackers of all time, and those yeah, are ones are the two. <laughs> um, go ahead, Ray. T.J. Watt, your argument is he may well have should have won this award this year. So this is a this is a fun conversation, and mainly
2: become a big conversation because J.J. Watt is big brother and one of the three people one of the three people who's actually won it three times. Has kind of gone, and not not in a disrespectful way towards Aaron Donald, but just kind of pro- trying to prop up, his, prop up his brother. I think we all know that Aaron Donald is fr- clearly a first ballot Hall of Famer, but um, is the preeminent uh, defender of our time. Mr. Platt even thinks he's one of the best five players in football. Period. And, not and defense not
1: five. Yeah, and
2: not five <laughs> either. <laughs> but so yeah. It, I, you know, it finally, it finally hit me what you were talking about. Like, you think he's number one? I, I'm so slow. Well,
1: not, not saying number one, but not number five.
2: Okay. Yeah. And I'm with that. I, 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 I could. I'm not gonna say that because you know, we're, we're, we're not a PG show. Yeah, I could smoke a bag of that. Anyway, um, but the conversation is that Aaron Donald didn't deserve uh, the, defensive player of the year, because T.J. Watt like literally. Led the league in almost every major category, right? So uh, I'm just I'm I'm pulling up his stats. I'm pulling up the stats now, but I'm curious: Do you guys think that T.J. White even has an argument against your
1: boy? Well, to be, to be fair, because it ended so poorly for the Steelers people forget that this was the last undefeated team in the league, and this team was the only 11-0 and 0 team in the league at some particular point in time. So, does he have a legitimate argument, or can an argument be made? Yes. Yeah, there's an argument to be made. I just think that, number one, I think Aaron Donald is better, plus I think the Rams were better than Pittsburgh overall, and this Mellon Farmer led a team to the league, to the, to the championship, or not to the championship, but to the playoffs, and won a playoff game against Russell Wilson on the road, with Jared Goff and a dude that died. A corpse at quarterback.
3: I would say that the thing that that helps Aaron Donald before you get about the stats there, Ray, is the fact that Rams Mm -hmm. did have the number one scoring defense in the league. So it's kind of like the best player on the best defense kind of thing may have swung that in his favor. So T.J. Watt led the league in sacks with 15.
2: Aaron Aaron Donald had 13 and a half. TJ Watt led the as league as
1: an in, interior lineman too. That's very hard to do.
2: You're No, look.
1: Um, you know what give, I mean. Give
2: give that man his credit. Absolutely. Uh, Tj Watt had 26 tackles for loss. Aaron Donald had 20. Tj Watt had seven passes defensed and even had an interception. Um, and two forced fumbles. Those are all better stats, stat wise. Aaron Donald had four forced forced fumbles, but you know that's expected when he hit your ass but just the stats i think are better and a defense that was in fact
1: let's do team defense well let me uh, while you're pulling that up let me ask you a, a simple question and Tony, well, you can chime in the on rams were the well,
3: number one scoring defense in the league so i don't know if anything else matters considering all you're trying to do is okay. keep the team from scoring let, points
1: let, 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 let's say you're you're a, you're an nfl coach and you're playing the Rams, you're playing the Steelers. So when you get to your meeting on Monday morning and you're sitting around with your coaching staff and trying to figure out how you're going to win this game, are you going to say, who, who, who are you more likely to say, we got to stop that melon farmer? Mr. Young Watt or Aaron Donald? Plus, how who do you think received more double teams during the duration of the season?
2: Yeah, but that's not, so double teams isn't a fair conversation because... Any good defensive lineman, you don't have to be. You Vita Vea got double teamed. He's not in the same caliber as Aaron Donald. It's just be, you have to double team a defensive lineman. It's just that's just a defensive uh, nose tackle. Just the way it is. I feel what you're saying. I'm not trying to talk about how he's not worth it, but I don't. I don't think that's a fair assessment. I think the fair conversation to have is who do you game plan for, and. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna piss you off, but I will say TJ. Why
1: you're gonna say why? They're gonna game plan more for the map. I'm, I'm,
2: go, I'm gonna tell you why because okay. you. I almost expect every game. Every every def, every defensive tackle, every nose tackle in the league this year is good. None of Aaron Donald, but everyone is good. So you can expect a certain thing from that position, and he exceeds it every game. Yes. But there is nothing on, the, there's nothing on the football field like a dynamic edge rusher. It's nothing like it. Now, this isn't just a guy who gets sacks. He gets, he gets interceptions. He, pa- he defends passes. He bats balls at the line. It's just a different position. So it's more
1: about the position than the player. So on a team with Minka Fitzpatrick, you're telling me they're gonna walk into that locker room on or that facility Sunday morning and worry about what the little WAP boy is doing, because Mika yeah. was there for the majority of the season. He didn't get hurt till towards the end, which is kind of why it all fell apart.
2: You're right, but you can look off a safety. You can't look off a edge rusher. You can look off a safety. Or you want to know how? Want to know how to make a safety? Uh, how, how you take safety out the game? Run the ball. Make, I'm not make, arguing make... that. Mika Fitzpatrick is fantastic and I believe Mink is a strong safety, am I right? Yes, I believe so, so. Yes. So he's gonna come down in the box and play the run, but that's how you take that's how you get a good safety out of the game, is run the ball. So, but TJ Watt is TJ Watt, running the ball, twenty six tackles for loss, best in the league. I just think a, I just think even if we're talking a Hall of Fame otherworldly all time great nose tackle or defensive tackle, I would always take a top level edge rusher over the tackle, and that's just because of this, of the the ability and the, the ability and and the structure of the position. It's no diss to the player. It's no, just the
1: position. I get what you're saying. You're saying just it's a position thing. I mean, there's you're saying there's only so much impact that an interior lineman can have on a game as opposed to a, a pass rusher or edge pass yes, rusher. I, I I understand that. I'm not I, you know I'm not disputing that. But I think that he's that dynamic that you he have is. the game plan for him, and it, it's going to make everybody else around him better. Yeah. No disrespect to the white Boy, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch their Hun channel when JJ ultimately goes to Pittsburgh and that the up. three WAP Boys are eating Subway, shooting deer and shit like that. I'll check it out.
2: Stop it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, any more thoughts? Obviously, this was a very Super Bowl-centric show. Uh, anything else that anybody has to say other than congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, congratulations to Tom Brady, congratulations to Bruce Arians, Kangos, and my condolences to Bill Belichick.
2: And the just to put a bow on this whole conversation, the Rams averaged 281 yards a game. The Steelers averaged 305 yards a game. The Rams averaged 18.5 points a game. Uh, I'm talking about defensively wise what they gave up The Steelers at gave up 19 and a half points a game So we're literally talking Like we're, we're splitting Hairs at this point they're yeah. neck and neck In terms of the best in the league So in those cases I go with The guy that had the better stats So I'm not against I'm, Either one's good but It's good to have two great defensive Players coming from a team
1: with a history of defense That Yeah defense well, defense wins championships, ladies and gentlemen. We just saw it last night. Uh, Mr. Cash, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir?
2: Find me uh, at it's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. And, uh, yeah, you know, we all host our specific podcast. Check us all out. There's something for you, for everybody. As Mr. Tunney always says, we got sports, we got entertainment, and then we got the fuck shit.
1: Okay, they're all... And all points in between as well. <laughs> Make sure you guys check out the Outsiders Edge as well as Pod is War. I believe they both do. They both premiere Thursdays on the Chairshot Radio Network.
3: I think Edge uh, uh, is
1: Fridays.
2: Yeah, Thursday. Fridays, Fridays. I, yep.
1: you. I Take you right into the weekend
3: with both those excellent wrestling shows.
1: Yeah, listen to both of them, man. They're both excellent shows. They really are. Um, you, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. But more importantly than that, I say it. Every time, and I'm going to continue to say it. If you appreciate the content we provide here at the Chair Shot day in and day out, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out is by going to pro wrestling forward slash the Chair Shot and picking up an official Chair Shot t shirt. S- type in Juneteenth, type in uh, Black History Month. What did Ray, how did Ray, how did you start the show today, brother?
2: 40 Acres and the Mule. What
1: try that know. one. All of The Big Game, Super Bowl. Tampa, try all of them all of them and you might get something off maybe not but either way you're there so you're already there so you might as well go ahead and pick up a a tear shot t-shirt to support your favorite website for news reviews opinion and analysis with attitude because you're smarter than the average fan I love both these gentlemen they're both my brothers for the Commissioner PC Tunney for Mr. Raymond Cash. I'm Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. We'll be back next week. Same Platt time, same Platt channel. And until then, shalom.
0: And they stay there, yeah. and they say, yeah. yeah, and they stay there. Down, 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 down. Cause all I do is whip, whip, whip. And if you go in here,
2: put your hands yeah. in the air, make stay there. Ludacris Luda going in on the verse, cause I've never been defeated and I won't stop now.